Hi everyone, it's great to be with you again. My name's Philippa, I'm part of the team here at SVS. And I'm so excited for this series where we're digging into this idea of the harbour of hope. What happens in the harbour of hope? And you know, last week, Abby spoke to us about being a community of people who find joy in the midst of suffering. And I think that's a great trajectory to set us off on. The book of James, which is what we're basing this series in, is full of really hard-hitting challenges. So it's important for us to remember, as we hear from God together on this, that he is a God of joy in suffering. God says this, in, James says this, sorry, in his book. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. You know what James is telling us from the off is that whilst we want and hope to become this community of people who behave in a way that's countercultural, that speaks of the love of God, we can't do it ourselves, not even close. But all the same, God gives us good and perfect gifts and he chooses us to become a new kind of human, the first fruits of a creation of people who look and sound and smell like the kingdom of God. What an exciting thing to be part of. And that's how we truly find joy in suffering. We know that whatever trials we face, whatever happens in our lives, God is making all things new through us. He's changing us and growing us as we trust and follow him. Incredible. Why don't I begin by reading our passage for today. I'm reading from James chapter two. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does, not, do, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it's not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe that there is one God. Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. You foolish person. Do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together and his faith was made complete by action, by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled that says Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness and he was called God's friend. You see that a person is considered righteous by what they do and not by faith alone. In the same way, was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction? As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. Wow, James isn't messing about, is he? So today, what happens in the harbour of hope? We act. When people see us, when people hear about who we are, or come to explore what's going on. What we want them to see is a community of people that act, that move 
that plan and strategize and prioritize the needs we see around us. We welcome, we give, we share, we encourage, we are people who act. And really this is James's message overall throughout the whole letter, that the way we show who we are and who the Jesus we follow is, is in our actions. And as we'll go on to discover in future weeks, as we continue with this series, it's the things we do and say that matter to James. That's what marks us out as different, what helps others to see what it really means to be a follower of Jesus. Before I began training for ordination, I worked for a long time in a Christian charity, doing all sorts of different things over the years I was there. And it was, and it still is, a charity which was centred fully around social action. And it's involved in loads of different projects, from anti-trafficking movements to schools work, youth work, housing projects, all sorts of incredible stuff. They're having a massive impact across the country. And I worked for them for a number of years. And whilst I did, I kept coming back to this faith versus deeds debate that James seems to pick up on in these verses that we've just read. What's the church really for when you really break it down? Is it about helping us to grow in our internal faith, our personal relationship with God, about getting to know him better and follow him more closely? Well, yes, I think so, I hope so. But then might it actually be about loving your neighbour, reaching out to others or engaging in social justice projects? Well, probably yes as well. The issue I kept struggling with when I was working for this charity was, is this enough? Is this what church is? My reflection on it now as I look back on those questions I was asking is that what I was really trying to figure out was what does the church uniquely have to offer that it isn't possible to find anywhere else in the world. Anyone, in fact, most people I've met like to think that they are charitable, kind, generous. Most people, if they can, give to charity. They volunteer their time. They try to look after people in their communities who are vulnerable. Christians don't have the monopoly on doing good things in the world. So what is it about this harbour of hope that makes us different? What is it about what we do which makes us a harbour of hope? And I guess you know what I'm going to say. It's Jesus. James's hope for the communities he's writing to is that there will be a perfect marriage of faith in Jesus and action, working together, that our faith might be made complete by what we do. So what does it mean for us to engage in this kind of action, for us to be people whose faith is seen by our action? Well, I've got a few suggestions to make around the kind of action that our faith in Jesus inspires us to do. The first one is solutions. Our faith in Jesus inspires us to act to find solutions together to the injustices that we see in the world. You know, Night Shelter is a perfect example of the church doing exactly this kind of acting on our faith. Historically, Night Shelter always involved homeless guests rotating around different church buildings across Tower Hamlets to receive a hot meal, to meet some friendly faces, to have a warm place to sleep, to have breakfast in the morning. It was an amazing example of churches saying, hang on, we all have a building and a group of people who want to practically support vulnerable people in our communities. Let's do this together. Let's work to find a solution a solution to the fact that we see people all over Tower Hamlet sleeping on the streets. Then when the pandemic hit and that wasn't a possibility, churches still work to find solutions. And now we're able to send teams of volunteers over to a hotel where homeless guests are being cared for 
and to continue to offer food, support and care. As a harbour of hope, we get to be people who find solutions to the problems that we see around us. Sometimes those are as simple as opening up the church doors and running a toddler group for parents and carers who need space to play or building a community gym and play park or throwing a massive fireworks party to give people safe space to come and enjoy with their families. Whatever it is, our faith in Jesus inspires us to act by finding solutions to the challenges we know people in our communities are facing daily. You know what, this isn't just about firefighting finding those quick solutions to patch over long-term problems. The kind of action our faith in Jesus inspires can also be strategic. You know, I remember really clearly that before Phil came to be the rector here at SPS, we were in a period of waiting and discerning about who would come next, what kind of leader we wanted to come. And part of that process was to come up with a mission action plan. What do we want to see happen as a result of the mission of the church? And one of the phrases which kept popping up was systemic change. Systemic change. That's a massive thing to hope and pray for. But let's think big for how we can be a harbour of hope to our community by offering strategic action. Plans that are well thought through and seek to transform communities once and for all with the love of Jesus. And this is why we love working in partnership with others. We develop strategies for reaching bigger groups of people and helping to see true transformation. Lots of you will know Michael, our Young Life pastor, is involved with a strategy called Youth East, which is all about inviting young people from across East London to gather to worship, to get to know each other and to hear about Jesus. And there's a whole team of youth workers from across the area who've developed a strategy for how best to reach these young people. And not only that, that they might know Jesus better, but that they might be better equipped to reach out to their friends, to act on their faith too in their schools and in their neighbourhoods. It's incredibly strategic. Our faith in Jesus inspires us to be a harbour of hope that has strategically thought and planned for how to act, that we might see communities changed for good and that others would see and know that we are motivated and inspired by the love of Jesus. So our action seeks to find solutions. It's strategic. But what I'm most challenged by in this passage is the element of sacrifice. Our faith in Jesus causes us to act with great sacrifice. The examples that James gives in the passage we've just read helps us to understand this a bit more as well. He talks about Abraham and Rahab. Abraham, who takes his own son up a mountain to sacrifice him because God asked him to. Rahab, who hides two Israelite spies in her home and makes sure they aren't found by the Canaanites while they are preparing to invade Canaan. Check out Joshua 2 to read that story. Now, both of those examples from scripture that James, is, that James uses shows us people whose faith worked out to action and not just any action, but action that required huge sacrifice, giving over their safety, their family, their security to do what they thought was right by God. And, you know, acting on our faith can often be costly for us. It's easy for us to privately follow God, to think of our faith as a personal, individual thing. But as soon as we put ourselves out there, takes great sacrifice we give of our time and our money we give of ourselves and our energy it doesn't come freely 
or sometimes easily to us, to be a community of people who act. Sometimes it involves getting up really early on a Sunday morning or cleaning toilets or standing in the cold. Sometimes it involves more than that. God sometimes calls us to move house, to move jobs, to end relationships, to give money. The thing is that we live a faith which is defined by sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice that Jesus made for us once and for all. Our God is a God of action and Jesus showed us that with his life and with his death. So prepared was he to show us his great love that he sacrificed his own life. He acted. He didn't just talk about it, although he did talk about it a lot. He didn't just think about it. Jesus acted wherever he went with great sacrifice. You know, if we can be a harbour of hope for those around us, what we truly want them to see is that we worship a God who gave everything that we might know him. And we can show them that by being willing to give everything to. I spoke to the wonderful Helen earlier this year and she told me that her word of the, of the year is action. It's incredibly challenging when we read James say faith by itself, if it's not accompanied by action, is dead. So let me leave you with this challenge. How are you playing your part in this harbour of hope to act to act to find solutions, to develop strategy and to give with sacrifice that others might see how we act, see how we love and know that it's because of the love we have in Jesus. Let me pray for us. Jesus, I thank you that you are a God who acts and I pray, Lord God, that by your Holy Spirit, you might give us the boldness that we need to act. Lord, would you come and empower us? Would you show us where there are solutions needed in our communities? Would you show us how we can develop strategies to change our communities? And God, would you help us and enable us and embolden us as we seek to sacrifice ourselves? That this place, SPS, that the church might become a harbour of hope to those around us. In Jesus' name, amen.